Well, we have this famous saying here of our Lord's, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way and the truth and the life. Well, there are three different words to that famous saying. Way, truth, and life. And I believe that they correspond uh, very nicely with uh, the two kind of dimensions of the human mind and uh, the human person as a whole. We have, on the one hand, uh, the way, and that is how we are to live our lives, practically speaking, practically speaking. And then we have the truth. And the truth, in, in kind of like technical, philosophical terms, they talk about uh, the speculative reason versus practical reason. So you got practice and speculation. Speculation meaning, you know, when we use the word nowadays in common usage, you say it's speculative, meaning it's uncertain. <laughs> okay, but in, in sort of historical, traditional, philosophical terms, speculation uh, wasn't uncertain. Uh, speculation had to do with contemplating truth for truth's sake. Okay? Truth for truth's sake. And so there are, within, you know, the kind of the Christian tradition, there are two different manners of life. We have the active apostolic life and we have the contemplative life. And both of these forms or lifestyles, forms of life or lifestyles, correspond to these two different aspects or elements of the human person, two different dimensions of the human person. We have how we behave, act practically here and now, and then we have the whole life of the mind, which is a life in and of itself. And it's meant uh, not to produce anything, not to do anything, but just to simply contemplate truth. Um, we as Americans have a hard time with that, and I think that's why you see the contemplative orders are virtually non-existent in America. But Europe was built on the backs of the Benedictine monks who were basically, they were, they were speculative, they were contemplative order. Really, that's what the Benedictines are. They're meant for prayer. Uh, pretty much what, that's what they would do all day long as they would pray. So in the modern era, the past 500 years, the first thing that you see happen when there's political revolutions, okay, and anti-Catholic uh, regimes take over, is the first thing they do is they shut down all religious, uh, contemplative orders and religious houses. Because what good are they? They don't do anything. <laughs> so um, that's the modern mentality, and especially with the, we kind of, as Americans, we have the Puritan work ethic, okay, and the Puritans were not into contemplation. They were into work, okay? So they want something... Produce something, you know. This is what this is what America is all about: production. So it's we have a, a highly kind of a, a workaholic, activist, uh, volunteerist sort of ethos to our American culture. So we have a hard time understanding the value of simply contemplating truth. But in any event, I say all that to say, you know, we have these two elements, and they're they're both necessary for us. We have the way and the truth. We have the practical life, and we have the speculative life. Okay, and uh, Jesus is both. He encompasses in his own person both of these. He's the way and the truth. So 
as Christians, what we should do is we should be concerned about both things. We should be concerned about how we live our lives and practically how we treat one another. But we also need to be concerned about truth, okay? Because one is not good without the other. So if someone says something like, well, you know, it really doesn't matter what you believe. It matters how you treat each other. It's actually not true. It's not a, that's not a Catholic way of approaching life. Now, of course, it's totally false to say, well, it really matters what you believe, and belief is all that matters, and how you treat one another, who cares about that, right? You need both. You need both. So we need to be concerned about our uh, how we live our lives, and we need to be concerned about what we believe, because they're both connected. What you believe is going to express itself ultimately, in, at least indirectly, in how you live your life. So we have in our, our disposal, we've got a lot of tools to help us achieve both of these ends as Catholics. We have, first of all, the example of Jesus Christ himself. Isn't it remarkable that we have four Gospels? Four Gospels. And in these Gospels, we have chapter after chapter after chapter of Jesus' behavior and his example. And, of course, the greatest example uh, is the narrative of his passion and the uh, voluntary suffering that he embraced out of love for us. That is the way. And we can look to that. Also, we can look to the lives of the saints. It's so amazing that we as Catholics have thousands and thousands of canonized saints that we can look to. In fact, tomorrow we're going to have two new saints canonized. We're going to have uh, Jacinta and Francisco, the two of the three shepherd children to whom Our Lady of Fatima appeared. And we can read about their lives, we can study their lives, and we can see the way presented to us so that we can follow and imitate. When you look at someone who acts in a virtuous manner, you immediately want to imitate them. You, you're inspired by them. And that's what the, the lives of the saints do for us. Now, so that's the way. Now, the truth, we also have the truth. Uh, it's very, very important for us to always be um, self-learning, self-motivated people to learn more about our faith. And we have catechisms, and we have, you know, there's more detailed um, books about Catholicism, about what we believe that are out there. That's one of the things I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get these shelves set up. It's kind of a long process. I'm working with different carpenters and people who are doing favors for, for the parish and whatnot. But I have the two shelves. I'm going to be adding a third uh, in St. John's, and eventually I'm going to bring two shelves here at St. Michael's and one in St. Patrick's. So I'll always be able to be referencing good reading material. It's very, very important that we're constantly uh, dousing our minds and our hearts with good reading material. Um, Catholics, unfortunately, receive their worldview from the television and from newspapers and from the public education system. Um, and they're from their political parties that they ascribe to, not for any reason other than that their mom and dad did, you know, not oftentimes. So this, unfortunately, is where Catholics get their worldview, but it can't be the case. We need to get our worldview from our faith, from sacred scripture and from tradition, and there's no way we're going to be able to do that unless we read. Reading is the way um, to, to have our hearts and our minds informed correctly according to God's mind. So uh, Jesus also, though, is the ultimate font of truth. And we have, again, the Gospels. When we look through the Gospels, Jesus is constantly teaching, teaching truth, teaching truth. The Gospels are our greatest treasure. 
We have in them the way, we have the truth. And if we adhere closely to both of those, we also will have the life, that is eternal life, who is Jesus Christ.